Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Now once again, last week was a little hectic with Christmas and everything coming up, but we wanted to make sure we got one last episode in before the end of the year. Yeah, so since we were so damn busy, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Merry, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever they say for that. Uh, there was all within like a day or two of each other this year. And since we're recording on the 29th, Happy fucking New Year, too. Yeah, man. So if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, chances are I'm going to get this video out before actual New Year's. But um, today we have kind of just one major topic. But before we get to it, as always, we're going to start off talking about what we're drinking. Now, as you can see, the much-talked-about topic on many of the previous podcasts, I'm actually drinking a Trogues Mad Elf. Um, I mentioned on one uh -huh. of our first podcasts that my wife had given me a beer advent calendar, and she actually included a six-pack of these. Now, even though I don't like this label, the beer is goddamn delicious. And to steal a little thing off of what Jim does, I'm going to read the label. So... <laughs> so the holidays at Trogues That's my goddamn bit <laughs> The holidays at Trogues start with our inner Mad Elf momentarily taking over the brew deck So blame him for this cheerful ruby red creation Brewed with cherries, honey, and spicy Belgian yeast Reminiscent of cinnamon, clove, and allspice It's 11%, only 15 IBUs, and it is goddamn delicious Go ahead, Jim Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, speaking of Mad Elf, did you see on Facebook we got sent a guy actually saw the new $300 giant bottle Mad Elf? Yeah. And I fucking called it. It was just a red box with a white face on it. Yeah, it's I ugly. I knew it. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going quite as fancy as Brian tonight because, to be God's honest with you, mm. uh, <laughs> but... Now, this is really bad this time. I'm oh, actually Jesus. clearing my fridge out from my... It's not as bad as you think, though my t-shirt might be. You'll see when you record this shit. But I'm actually just drinking some Heineken tonight because I'm clearing out my excess beer from my housewarming party a few months back. So, old Heineken. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm actually fine with Heineken. I just... I know when uh, when I first started drinking beer, I thought that was going to be like this really fancy, like really good beer. And Heineken always has a skunked flavor and smell to it, and that's actually oh, yeah. how they brew it on purpose. So, kind of weird. How European of them. Yeah. Uh, Brian, there's nothing fancy for me to read. God damn it. Well, it's Heineken. It's a green bottle. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even say the ABV on it, but I think it's less than five, so I'm just going to go with that. All right. So, today's topic. Um, it's something... When Jim and I first started this site, for whatever reason, I don't even remember why we did it, we decided let's put a list of the top 20 games that are our favorites each. Um, that was back in 2013, and the list, we haven't looked at it pretty much since then. So I had this idea that every year when we do these podcast topics at the end of the year, I want us to revise that list and discuss it. Now... <laughs> Relooking at these lists, both Gemini's lists change dramatically. And my thinking oh, yeah. is every year, not necessarily saying it's a brand new game, but when we finally get around to playing other games, our list is just going to change. And it's just how dramatic of a change will happen each year. So, with that being said, 
We want to each present our top 20 favorite games. We'll probably talk a little bit about them, um, but I just figured this is a nice different topic so you guys get to know us a little better and what our likes and dislikes are. So I'll actually let Jim go first, and then when I'm actually playing, I apologize for people on Twitch because I'll stop playing the game so I can look at the camera. Um, so yeah, Jim, you can go first. All right, so this will be a long, full gaming podcast unless we have to kill time at the end, and I highly doubt that. But I'll start this off with, eh, this will be a little bit interesting, and I'm going with Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist of the Roses for the PlayStation 2. <laughs> I I know. So basically where this comes in at is when I was into Yu-Gi-Oh! Like big time in my mid-teens, it was kind of that weird transitional phase where it's like, man, I shouldn't be playing this. I'm a fucking dork, but goddamn, do I love it. So I was actually too embarrassed to actually go and buy the card decks. So this was kind of my way to actually play it. And this isn't really as much of a card battle game as it is like a grid-based battling game. But it still keeps the core mechanics of trap cards, spell cards, and monsters. Um, it has a story mode and a shitload of text that takes forever to get through. And you can't skip it, which is always lovely. Every battle has a cutscene that you can thankfully turn off, but it shows the monsters fighting. You can combine them to do fusions. You can unlock new ones through a lottery system. There's actually a shitload of content to it, and I put hours upon hours into it. So certainly, probably not a great card game. Probably not even that great of a game in general, but sometimes you can't fight nostalgia and how much you play a game, and I still go back to it from time to time. So there you go. A Yu-Gi-Oh! game starts our list. My number 20 is actually a newer game, and it's the South Park Stick of Truth. Um, ah. I We obviously did a whole month of South Park games, and that is by far the best South Park game. But what really impressed me was a game that kind of took parody of games like Skyrim, basically any RPG, took some hits at even Call of Duty with the Nazi zombies. Like, it touched on so many things, but at its core, it was a really good game. All the power-ups made sense for the South Park universe. The humor was just as sharp as the show, if not sharper in some of the jokes. Um, I still kind of can't believe some of the shit you do in that game. Um, and it's one that when I went through and played through it for the second time, I didn't feel bored like, oh, I already know what's coming up. Um, it's just a really solid game. And it's one that I think is kind of underappreciated. And yeah, so that's my number 20. It's just a very solid RPG with a shit ton of humor. Oh, yeah. No, I freaking love the hell out of that. Um... So, my number 19. And I don't think it was underrated. I think it got a lot of praise when it came out. Yeah, I just don't think... I think, like, the game got praise. But like when I say underrated, I, I mean... I don't think many people as an would RPG. put that... It, as an RPG, as a serious game... Like, I don't think many people would consider that a serious, like, best game. They would just be like, oh, it's that jokey game with, like, RPG elements. I'm saying, like, it legit had some solid-ass RPG elements. So... Oh, yeah. All right, my number 19 is going to be widely considered one of the best wrestling games of all time. It is WWF No Mercy. So for anyone who's a wrestling fan, probably not much I need to say about this, but I got this the Christmas the year it came out, which I think was 
2000, 2001, yep, 2000. And yeah, what a hell of a game. Had ladder matches, cage matches, a really fleshed out story, tons of characters, tons of unlockables. The creator wrestler was probably at its peak for the 32-bit era. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, The moves were fluid. The action was good. It's actually a lot harder than I remember it being because I'm out of practice, but it's one of those games that people talk about to this day when they talk about great wrestling games. And, yeah, I stayed up late that Christmas playing this game. And I still have fun with it today, even if I don't play it quite as much. But this sucked a shitload of my life. And, yes, I have one of the first runs that has that wonderful glitch where it'll delete all of your information. (laughs) So that's annoying as shit. I've lost Shawn Michaels and Andre so many fucking times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the belts you can go through. It's just a shitload of content, a great wrestling game. And that's why I'd had to make the list. Yeah, and to kind of piggyback off Jim, um, unfortunately, I didn't have a wrestling game make this list. Uh, for whatever reason, just didn't make the cut. But No Mercy is definitely high, high. I don't know if it's my favorite, but just like Jim, uh, the uh, sheer amount of time I dumped into that game is unfathomable. And it's it really is the best, any at least the best N64 wrestling game without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, some will say Revenge, but besides that, I mean, it's my favorite. Yeah, but let's face it. Revenge just set the set the tone, but No Mercy made it so much better with ladder matches and all that shit. You can't deny it's better. Um, um, Bry, WCW, NWO World Tour set the tone. Maybe you know what I mean, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so my number 19 is probably... It was actually... Oh, it's a little bit of a surprise to me, and I know that doesn't make sense since we made the list, but I tried thinking about games I really love playing multiplayer. Um, and the probably my favorite multiplayer playing locally is Super Smash Bros. Melee. Um, I am not great at the game. It's one of the like maybe 10 GameCube games I actually own. But to me, it's number one the best... Smash Brothers. Uh, I can only say that because I haven't played any of the newer ones from like Wii and forward. Um, I definitely prefer it over the N64 version because obviously way more characters and just better control in general. Um, but it's just a really fun game, and, and I do acknowledge that. You know, those Smash Brother games, you get four people playing at the same time. It's a ton of fun. It's very phonetic. It's very fast. But like I said, the big thing is I know I'm not that good at that game. So, um, yeah, so that's my number 19. There's not a lot I need to say about the game other than just that's my reasoning for including it. Yeah, no, I can see it. And actually, it was tough for me to leave a Smash Brothers game off. And I'm actually shocked I have to you go did. with. Yeah, I know. Me too. And, <laughs> yeah, I'd go with Melee too. I've played Brawl. I haven't played Smash Wii U yet, so... But Brawl was good, but Melee is still better. Yeah, and that's interesting, because, like, what is it that makes Melee so much better? Is it just, is it the control? Because it's obviously not the characters, because there's more characters in Brawl, right? Oh, yeah, uh, Brawl's got way more characters in Melee, but... Now, the thing that kills Brawl, at least definitely for the professionals, but even can be annoying for casuals, is it has a random tripping mechanic in it. Where you'll randomly trip and it'll fuck up attacks and it could be really annoying. Ah. But the, I mean, they put 
I mean, Brawl definitely has, at least of the three I've played, the best single player. It's got a huge roster. It's still a great game, but just from a core mechanic standpoint, I'll say Melee's better. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that's my number 19. All right. Number 18 for me is going to be my only one from the current generation of games, and that is Doom 2016. (laughs) Holy shit. If you want to see me gush about this game, you can check out our review. Um, It's only a few back. It's one of the more recent ones, but this game took me completely by surprise. It lived up to all the hype that it had when it came out because it didn't have any going into the release, but... Once it came out, everyone fucking praised it. I loved it. Uh, the multiplayer is okay, but the single player I can go back to again and again. It's amazing. Yeah, Doom was surprisingly like really well done, and it brought back that typical Doom feel of just running around, not nonstop shooting, being fast paced. Just probably added a little more, el- a few more elements of strategy and. The power-ups are a little more, and your gun upgrades are a little more complicated, but there's no denying that game is is goddamn good. Oh, yeah. All right, so my number 18 is a game you've probably heard us talk way too much about on this site, but it's Streets of Rage 2. Um, Similar (laughs) to when thinking about games that I love, this is, as of right now, my favorite beat-em-up. Uh, especially a two-player, when you're playing with two players. Uh, Jim and I, we've reviewed it. We've done top ten lists for it, just for the music alone. Um, if you're a fan of beat-em-ups, you know, you may prefer Fatal Fury or, or you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It, there's a million different beat-em-ups, but for myself, this is my favorite one. And it's a game that I've gone back to, with Jim at least, what, five or six times? And then <laughs> a lot, numerous times myself. So yeah, um, just my absolute favorite two-player beat 'em up game, and it still holds up very well today. And like I said, if you haven't checked it out, we did painstakingly break down our list of our fav- top ten favorite songs from that series, from the entire, I should say, Streets of Rage series. And that was a tough son of a bitch thing to do, but. If you haven't played that game, can't urge you enough. Go out, find it, emulate it, do what you gotta do, just play it. Yep. Uh, I'm not gonna say too much because it might be showing up on my list as well. But, yeah, um, this is one of the few games that we've made videos on more than once. We've done a drunk long play, we've done the top ten, we did the review, so, yeah, it's one we love. Alrighty, my number... 17? Yep. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I'm already losing count. My number 17 is going to be Tekken Tag Tournament for the PlayStation 2. And this game just blew me away when I was a kid. Um, the graphics were amazing for the time. The fighting mechanics are great. It's got every character in the series up until that point. Tons of game modes, tons of replayability. Even a fun, unlockable bowling game. And it's just a great package overall. And... This is still probably my favorite Tekken game, even over three. It's just utterly fantastic. Yeah, no, I really like that game. And like Jim, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because there may be a Tekken game on my list later on. Yeah, son of a bitch. (laughs) 
Alright, so my number 17. Once again, I probably have a lot more newer games on my list than Jim does. Um, and this is one that... I didn't have... I played the original XCOM, I should say. And for the PlayStation and the PC. And I really did enjoy it. But I also felt it was a little too... I don't know, a little too overbearing, a little too, just too much involved. So when I heard about XCOM Enemy Unknown, I kind of didn't have super high expectations. I saw footage of the game and I knew what the game was all about, but I said, you know, what the hell, let me just, let me try it out. And to my surprise, it was really, really well done. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it is a tactical-based, uh, I guess if you want to call it, action simulator where your goal is to defend the earth from alien invasion but it has the the one little pinch that there's permadeaths from units in your squad not the first game to do permadeaths but god damn it jim don't but, worry i took it away from the youtube mic um but the problem is well i shouldn't say it's a problem but you'll spend so much time you know upgrading your teams and whatnot and then just a simple misfire of your gun, which can happen completely at random, your guy can be dead. Or the alien will get a critical shot on a full-life guy and he'll be dead. So that element of like never knowing what could happen just gives you so much intensity. And not to mention, you have to make decisions sometimes if you need to go save City A and leave City B. Um, it has lasting effects throughout the game so i really like games that make those kind of decisions but not to mention just the graphics the interface of how you actually you know control your team it's just really well done and i was just pleasantly surprised so that's another game i went back to multiple times so i could not leave it off this list yeah that's actually one i still really want to get around to playing so one day but i always hear good things Yep. All right. Number 16. Getting done the first quarter of this list, and I'm going with The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, this is... What's that beeping? Uh, it is your mother messaging me. Oh! <laughs> uh, no, it's my... Goddamn phone. <laughs> it's my computer. It fell Didn't asleep. I tell you to mute your computer before we did this shit? <laughs> just, just, Fuck. Just, just go on. Alright, so, Ocarina of Time. Not a lot I need to say about this that hasn't already been said. When I was young, this blew me away. I didn't grow up with a Nintendo console until the N64, so this was my first Zelda. And you know what? It was a big, huge adventure. A big, sprawling 3D world that I'd never seen before. The music is amazing. The gameplay is pretty good. Uh, I'm talking from today's standards. Back then, it was awesome. Today... Some things still work, some things are a little, uh, haven't aged quite as well. Uh, it's not as perfect a game as people will say, but it's definitely a very fun game that you'll get put a lot of time into. And I've gone back to it a full times, and I did get all 100 Gold Skull Tellus, so I 100%ed this baby. Hmm. Yeah, that's one I haven't gotten around to playing yet, and just from the sheer amount of people saying how great it is, uh... I tend to be a little more critical when games are overhyped like that, but I'm sure it'll be a good game. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. All right. So, my number 16. Yet again, another newer game, and actually a game from within the past year and a half, two years. 
no surprise for people that that know what I like. It's going to be Until Dawn for PS4. Now, there's a lot of good PS4 exclusives, and as someone who just got a PS4 and has been collecting a fair amount of them, um, this is so far my favorite one. It is the kind of the epitome of what you would want out of a survival horror game mixed in with absolutely amazing graphics and every horror movie and video game cliche you could imagine. It's your typical scenario. A bunch of teens go up to a cabin. There's something or someone fucking with them and trying to kill them. And you have to make decisions about going down certain paths. Now there's something like... I believe, let's say, a couple dozen different endings, but there's approximately a couple thousand different ways you can get to each ending, which sounds insane, because it really is. But um, if you make a wrong decision, you can have someone in your group killed, and the kills are so gruesome and, and ridiculous that you almost want to go back through the game just to see every single kill, which is something I will end up doing. It's a relatively short game. I think I beat it in 8 hours, 10 hours. And for a brand new game, that's not very long. But once again, if you have that many different choices and endings, you can keep going back to it and not have to sit for 20, 30 hours. So it's one I really appreciate. Um, yeah, if you don't have a PS4, that really sucks. And I would suggest you get it if you're a huge horror fan. I do not have a PS4, but I do want to get it when I get a PS4 Pro eventually. Well, get on that. I will, I will, I will. All right. Number 15. And with that, I'm going to go with an all-timer. The original Contra on the NES. Uh, What can I say? It's one of those multiplayer games that still holds up today. Hard as nails, but it has the Konami code to make it beatable. It's got almost nearly perfect control, a legendary soundtrack, the gameplay's still fun to this day, and this is, if I'm going to go back to an NES game again and again, it's going to be this one. Or NES Open Golf, but I mean, come on, it's Contra, who the fuck's going to take golf over this? Well, that, that is a good point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, fantastic game, and my favorite NES game by far. Oh, wow. That's, okay, I didn't expect you to say that. But, um, no, I mean, it is by far my favorite NES shooter. Uh, probably my favorite two-player NES game. And, once again, this is our game, Jim and I. We, we didn't do a formal review of it, but we did a drunken yep. long play. Actually beat it, which was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it, that, that is an excellent game. So, it's probably going to be on most people's list. Uh, maybe there'll be a version on mine. I don't know. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Alrighty. So, my number 15 is another classic, like much like Jim. Um, it is Super Castlevania 4. Now, I am a huge fan of the Castlevania series, and I love 3. I love the original, and of course, most people's favorite, Symphony of... Um, Symphony of the Night, I really, really enjoyed that too. But for there's something just so simplistic about it, yet still complicated. And and the, the soundtrack, I think, is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, from the Castlevania series. 
it's a game I've literally gone back to sometimes on purpose, sometimes not. Almost every single year around Halloween, I end up playing it. So it's a game I just haven't gotten tired of, and that says something. It's not terribly hard, especially considering it is a Castlevania game. But, uh, yeah, it's just my favorite. I love the bosses. I love the fact that it doesn't all take place in the castle. It has that added element of other areas, and it's one I really enjoyed. Now, I will say, when making this list, I am actually a huge fan of uh, the new one of the newer Castlevanias, Lords of Shadow. Um, that was a game that, once again, people loved the graphics, but I guess weren't crazy about the gameplay because it was kind of a God of War style versus typical Castlevania. But that game I really loved as well, so it was tough breaking it down between these two. Ultimately, I went with um, Super Castlevania 4 just because I go back to it almost every year. Yeah, I can respect that. It's a fantastic game, and it's easily one of my favorite Castlevanias. Um, probably along with the first three and Symphony of the Night, like most people. Even Simon's qu- quest. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong about that masterpiece, but I mean, that game isn't as bad as people say, but no. blah, enough's been said. Yeah. All right. My number 14 is going to be my only one from the TurboGrafx-16 slash PC Engine, whatever you want to call it. Don't. And it is the Legendary Axe 2. This game is an awesome side-scrolling hack-and-slash game. It's got great control. You basically play as a guy in a loincloth who's trying to get revenge for being wronged. You get a choice between three weapons you can get, lots of power-ups. The graphics in the game are pretty good, but the bosses look spectacular, which is kind of a thing that the Turbo does a lot, where the in-game graphics are all right, but then you get to this really detailed and crazy boss fight. Um, The music's pretty good, but just the overall gameplay just feels so good. And it's got a pretty fair difficulty curve, where... Fuck, by the time you get to level 5 and 6, the game's going to be kicking your ass. But it'll build you up like pretty well before you get there. It's well-balanced, it's fun as hell, and if you're in the market for a TurboGrafx-16, this is definitely one you should pick up. <laughs> Jimmy, you know, you know I am skeptical of your pick for this, only because I know you just, when you have a game that you bought, you tend to love it a little bit more. No, 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 no. This is a fantastic game. Okay. This isn't a Superman 64 or anything like that. Uh, I'm almost shocked that. And I didn't even buy that one. I didn't even buy that one. <laughs> All right. So my number 14 is a, uh, a, a title I'm actually shocked I didn't put higher on my list, and that could change over time, but it's Resident Evil 2. Once again, there's no shockers with me. I love the Resident Evil series. I love horror games. And this this is usually people's number one Resident Evil game, unless they're of the people that think Resident Evil 4 is the best Resident Evil game. Um, Resident Evil 2 took basically everything you loved about Resident Evil 1 and just made it so much better. It included a more living city. It wasn't just confined to kind of one area. It had the two characters once again, but this time it's almost like you had four different playthroughs, especially with the uh, modes A and B for Claire and Leon. They had additional weapons, even crazier bosses, 
And it was just a really well done game. Um, I remember just the sheer excitement when I got Resident Evil Director's Cut and they included the demo for Resident Evil 2. Holy shit, the number of times I must have just played that demo alone was insane. So, yeah, there's no way this couldn't be on my list. Uh, it shouldn't be a shock that this is not the only Resident Evil on my list. But, like I said, I can completely understand when people say this is their favorite Resident Evil. Because it's just so well done. And, um, yeah, there's not much I need to say about Resident Evil 2. Yeah, and the only thing I'm going to add to that is one thing I like a lot about that game is the fact that the game is slightly different depending on which disc you put in first. So if you play as Claire first, it's actually a little easier. Or is it hard? I forget which. But one of them, if you put one disc in first, the game's going to be harder than if you put another one in first. It switches up the item management. You'll get, you know, the proto Mr. X chasing you at some points. It's just awesome. Yeah, it's such a solid game. All right, so we are at number 13 now, and I'm going to be doing a Resident Evil game as well, and I'm going to be doing Resident Evil 1 Director's Cut, and I will fully say that Resident Evil 2 and maybe Resident Evil 4 are better games, but this is just, it's probably just pure nostalgia for me with picking this one, but this is the one that just changed my life as a kid. The dogs, the head turning, the FMV in the beginning, the gore, the scare factors, the the music, the terrible voice acting. It just all comes together. It gives me, you know, nostalgia giggles, and I couldn't pick this over any of the better ones, but this is the one I tend to go back to more than any of the other Resident Evils. And I will keep my mouth shut just in case that happens to be on my list. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, my number 13 is similar to Jim. It's a nostalgic game that shaped me as a young man, and it is Duke Nukem 3D for PC. Uh, I was never the biggest PC gamer, but I did have a a healthy selection of games. And something about Duke Nukem 3D, and I am one of those people that really preferred that over Doom. I didn't play the multiplayer, just a single-player game. The number of secrets, Duke Nukem's attitude, you know, to uh, whatever age we were when that came out. I don't know. I was 11 or 12 or 13. His whole, like, drink beer, piss on a, you know, piss in a toilet, give a stripper some money, kill things, shrink them. Uh, his attitude, it, it's it's it was hilarious and immature, and that's what a kid at that age liked. But on top of that, I love the creativity with some of the weapons. Like I mentioned, the shrink ray, the freeze ray. Um, It was just such a well-done first-person shooter, and I re-downloaded it later for Xbox 360. Even to this day, I still find secrets I didn't really find as a kid. And uh, it was just for a PC shooter. That was definitely my favorite PC shooter. And I had to put on here just for the sheer amount of times I went back and played this game over and over and over again. And I knew the lines to nauseam, but I still love it. And to this day, I can still turn on and get some very immature laughs out of it. Oh yeah, Duke Nukem's stupid fun. Um, it's not on my list, but it's definitely one of those... It's in that upper echelon of first-person shooters, and especially a real important and shaping game for the whole genre in PC gaming. A game like that could almost never be made again today. <laughs> and it had boobies. Yeah, yeah, yes. Damn it, Jim. 
<laughs> That's what's really important to me. Go on, you son of a bitch. And speaking of boobies, my number 12 pick is going to be Pokemon Soul Silver for the Nintendo DS. Um, I All don't right, think that not. game has boobies. All right, maybe, maybe not the best transition, but um, I actually haven't played a ton of Pokemon games. Uh, I've really only played like a couple of the stadiums. I've played Pokemon Red, and I've played this. And while Red definitely has more of the nostalgia for me, this is just a more fleshed out game, and I guess not really spoilers since this is just a updated remake of a game that's like almost twenty years old. You actually go through all the regions in Red in this game as well after you go through the normal stuff. So it's an absolutely gigantic game. Tons of Pokemon to get. The battling's great. Um, it's just improved in every way over Gen One, and it's fucking awesome. And it comes with a little pedometer that you can train your guys with by walking, which I didn't really do. Because physical activity. <laughs> All right, I'll let you go with that one, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I, I think I beat myself up enough on that one. But nah, seriously though, if you're in the market for a Pokemon game, I mean, I mean, I don't know when you want to jump in, but if you don't want to see how it is right now and you want a taste of the old, this is a way to go. Yeah, and speaking as a person who never played Pokemon as a kid. And only up until a year ago when Jim lent me Pokemon Red for my Game Boy is my first real experience with it. Um, I definitely, absolutely understand the the obsession, the fascination with those games. It's just something that never really grabbed me. Uh, you know, I'm not usually a huge fan of grindy games. And obviously that's all that Pokemon turns out to be. So There's yeah. a lot of grinding. All right, so my number 12 is going to be yet another game from the Super NES, and it's one that Jim already mentioned, um, but it's going to be Super Contra 3 Alien Wars. Now, like Jim, I absolutely love the original Contra, but but th this game, especially for the Super NES, it takes absolutely everything from the NES, makes the control much better, I feel, you run so much smoother. You shoot in every direction smoother. It's just a, a very easy flowing game. Granted, those goddamn top-down levels are annoying, but to me, like I got used to them fast enough where it didn't bother me. Um, there's just nothing about that game I don't like, and that's another one that I go back to very regularly. And the bosses in it, everything is just very epic. Um, it. It's definitely my favorite Contra game and my favorite side-scrolling shooter. So it's a game I've played a couple dozen times now, and there's no way, once again, I could leave a game like that off my list. Oh, yeah, it's a fantastic game. I mean, like I said, I don't have really the nostalgia for it like a lot of other people do, but I mean, it's probably the best. I'll say it's probably the best Contra game out there that you're going to get. So yeah, I, it's I really, so. really fucking fun. All right, so my number 11, going to be crossing the halfway point soon, and this one I always toss up with another in the series, but for this list, I'm going to be going with Twisted Metal 2, and normally I switch this up between this and black, but I'm going with this just because when I was younger, this was the game as an N64 owner that made me so jealous of people with a PlayStation. 
my best friend across the street had a PlayStation, so he would always rent it, and we'd always get it. And weirdly enough, we didn't buy it until a few years later, but, I mean, this is a game I poured summers into. It's just so goddamn fun. It isn't perfect, especially by today's standards. It's choppy. It's got the glitchy graphics a little bit, but it's just manic action. And for a game from that era to hold up as well as it does, and it does hold up, Plus, it's all tongue-in-cheek shit, too. Like, it's it's a game that has fun with itself as opposed to Black, which is fantastic, but that takes itself a little too seriously at times. Yeah, and, and you know, well, just like you, I think 2 was the best uh, Twisted Metal of our childhood. Um, just like you mentioned already, yeah, it's probably not actually the best technically Twisted Metal game. But, you know, you add in those nostalgia factors, and that's really what this list comes down to for a lot of these. Oh, yeah. All right. So my number 11, speaking of nostalgia, this was hard as balls because Jim mentioned Tekken Tag Tournament. But I had Tekken 3 as my favorite on this list since 2013. Excuse me. But in all good conscience, consciousness, I had to put Tekken 5. Um, and the reason is simple. Oh. Tekken 5 took everything that Tekken 3 did and made it better. Tekken 4 was a huge misstep in the series and fucked up a lot from Tekken 3. And it was, like, very sad for me because I didn't play much tag tournament and I loved Tekken 3 so much that I I was just so happy when I played Tekken 5. They brought back so many additional characters. The control was just as fast, if not even faster, in Tekken 3. And the controls were smoothed out because it was now for the PS2. So, for all those factors, it is absolutely, without a doubt, a better game than Tekken 3. And the only way I could have kept Tekken 3 over Tekken 5 would have been for nostalgia. But had Tekken 5 been out when I was a kid, I would have obviously played that a lot more in Tekken 3. So, had to put that over Tekken 3. Still, some people might think Tekken 3 is the best, but... Yeah, I think uh, this is just removing the rose tinted glasses. All right, so yeah, I actually barely played Tekken four or five. Uh, played a little in the arcades. I own Tekken six, but yeah, I can't argue. Hey Jim, you played a lot of Tekken five with me. <laughs> Not really. That was the we number one a lot Tekken of tag tournament. We, no, we played a lot of that because that was the one where you would be a goddamn son of a bitch and always do devil gin and do that bullshit with them. No, no, that was in tag tournament. No, it was it was Tekken Five. Oh well, tomato tomato. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, now we're finally breaking into the top ten. Holy shit! Yep, and so I'll just get right into it. And it's good Bethesda game. And between the Elder Scrolls games and the Fallout games, it was kind of tough to pick the one that's my favorite. But I'm going to go with Fallout New Vegas, and. For Tekken, I'm fucking Tekken. God damn it. <laughs> Fallout, <laughs> Fallout 3 was like a game that really got me back into RPGs, especially Western ones. But the ending, let's face it, was kind of meh, and you get so overpowered by the end, it's not even hard anymore. Where this game, especially if you do it on hardcore mode, this is a game that kicks your ass from beginning to end. You really feel like you are your character struggling to survive in a barren wasteland. Doesn't have as many oh shit moments, but I think overall it's a better game. And, yeah, this is the one I probably go back to. And it's kind of a toss-up between this and Skyrim. But 
this gets a slight edge just because I love post-apocalyptic worlds better. Hmm. Yeah, and as someone who is obviously one of the biggest Bethesda fanboys, um, New Vegas is the one of the only Fallout games where I still... I must have like 17 different saves from starting that game, and... I'm a little different than Jim because I, I had to play it on the hardcore mode, but that also made the idle management a nightmare and it made it so much more micromanaging. But I mean, if that's the part of the challenge and what you like, then like Jim said, this probably is going to be your best because no other Fallout game, you know, even if you have it on hard modes, you don't feel as kind of helpless. So just from a difficulty and challenge standpoint, it's definitely tops most Fallout games. It's just, yeah, uh, I'll keep my mouth shut about my favorite Fallout game until later, maybe. Alright, so my number 10. Uh, now, this is a game where... Very, very similar to what I just... Everything I just mentioned about Tekken series applies to what I'm about to say. But uh, I'm putting on Gran Turismo 2. And kind of being semi-hypocritical, um, I fully recognize that other future Gran Turismo games are better... But the problem is, I didn't play the other ones quite as much, or even half as much as I played Gran Turismo 2. Um, this game, if you're a racing fan, especially a racing simulation fan, it blew your mind. At a time when racing games were really just kind of eh, arcadey, maybe at best had 50, 60 cars, this game had 650 cars just out of the box, which was insane. The level of customization, real style customization, it just was an experience you never had. And being a huge car enthusiast when I was younger, it, it was a game I, I spent just way too many hours playing. Um, I will say, I do have Gran Turismo 3, 4, and 5, and very similar to Tekken, Gran Turismo 5 apparently took the formula back to what 2 and 3 were and, and improved a lot. And that game has something like over a thousand cars that you can start off with. Um, just haven't played it enough to even suggest that it could be on my list. So, with that being said, Gran Turismo 2 for the PlayStation. It is, to me, my favorite racing game and one I go back to a lot. And PlayStation at that time was so hot. And they had such a kick-ass rock soundtrack and like pop music soundtrack for that that I still love those songs. I can't even hear half the songs on like regular radio without thinking of Gran Turismo 2. So that's my pick for number ten. Nice, yeah. I my brother actually had uh, the first two Gran Turismos, and just graphically they blew me away. Um, Simulation-y kind of guard games never. Uh, reached out and grabbed me by the balls like you know they do for other people but when it comes to car simulation racers you can't be gran turismo yeah definitely not all right my number nine my mighty number nine something say don't you goddamn maybe? dare maybe a little bit <laughs> all right i won't do that but my number nine is going to be from a series that's probably hated just as much right now Call of Duty with Call of Duty Black Ops for the 360, because this is my favorite Call of Duty. This was the first one I really, really got into when my parents finally got good internet, and this is the one I definitely put the most time into, and the one that I was the closest that I'll ever get to fully prestiging. I fucking lost 
hours and hours of sleep and probably full months worth of sleep playing this game and staying up way too late. But this is the one that I really felt at home with by the end. I still like going back to it every once in a while, and it's slower. It's, you know, a lot of people will say it's the beginning of the decline for Call of Duty, but this is my favorite. And I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because if, you, if you're watching my Twitch stream, you know right now I'm playing a Call of Duty, so you can expect one on my list. Uh-oh. Wow. My number my number nine was just like many of my games on this list. It was really hard to take off the nostalgia and how much I've played with a game, but I have to go with GTA five. There was no doubt in my mind that a GTA game was gonna go on my list. For the longest time, it was always Vice City, no question about it. And it still is my second favorite GTA title. Um you know, Vice City the the atmosphere, the music, the story, it, it was it was all great and especially at that time, similar to Duke, the immaturity, the violence, the sex, it was all shit that at that age, like it fed right into me. Um however, having recently and when I say recently I mean a week ago, just buying GTA five, there is unquestionable that that is a better game the only areas where you could maybe argue is the atmosphere and the 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 music and stuff like that. But graphically, the customization, the story, the ability to play as three different main um, pro- protagonists, that game is undeniably crazy. And I've never seen a game that's been out since, I think it came out, Jim, you correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was 2013 or 2014. But that game still holds its goddamn value at $60. I just got a copy of it for 30 because there was a PlayStation sale. So, yeah, I, I'm so impressed and I completely understand why a game like that still holds the value the way it does. Um, it's really great. If you don't like the GTA series, then obviously that game is not going to convert you. You're just probably not a fan of that style. But... If you are a fan of GTA, there's no denying that that one is technically the best. Yeah, I actually still have to get around to it. And when Bryce says it keeps its value, he means for the current gen, not for last gen when it first came out. But yeah, I actually have it for the 360, and I should probably get around to playing it because I haven't. I really stopped with GTA after Vice City, and I like the games. I just get bored with them and almost never finish them, so... I'll give this a go, and if it grabs me enough, I'll probably put a lot of hours into it. It's just especially tough these days with the fucking website and all, and adulthood, which sucks. Yeah, and I will say one thing to what Jim just said. Vice City was... I I played San Andreas. I didn't mind it, but it was such a turn from Vice City, and then 4, much like Tekken 4, fucked up that series because that was a boring, way too dark took a lot of the craziness, and that kind of stopped me from enjoying GTA and was kind of the big reason I didn't get GTA 5 right away, even seeing the videos. So I'm so happy GTA 5 came back and was like, no, we're goofy again, and it's just crazy fun and a really good story. So I was really impressed with that. All right, number eight. I'm going to be going with a series that wasted a good chunk of my life and i'm gonna go with my favorite one from it guitar hero 2 and 
So when I first got Guitar Hero, this game, I got it for Christmas. I had played the first one over at Buddy's apartment. Loved it. Wanted my own. So I asked. I got it. I stayed up all night. In my family, we actually celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve, like late at night. So whenever I got a video game as a kid, I would stay up all night playing it. And I played through this entire thing on Medium. And then I went and did it on hard and learned how to do it on expert. And this game, I tortured my roommates in college playing this game. Especially trying to get gold st- uh, five stars on Freebird on expert. So this is a game I've played the ever-living shit out of. Putting in the oh boy, oh boy code speeds it up to current speed levels for the music track. So the older ones came down slow and they're a little hard to tell. But you can fix that. I like this better than the 360 version just because the 360 version kind of had a weird in-between speed for the scrolling where this one feels just right with that code. So I love the songs in it. I just love the game. And again, shitload of nostalgia. So Guitar Hero 2, fuck you for almost ruining my life. And I can attest to everything Jim just said. He is a freak on the Guitar Hero games. Um, Yeah. I've seen him do crazy shit. I'd say he's even more impressive on rock bands when he's playing drums, but he's still pretty goddamn good on that Guitar Hero too. And I don't think there's a person out there, just like the Wii, when Guitar Hero came out, it was the go-to kind of party thing to have with groups of friends. Might have lost its touch, and now really nobody probably plays them, but there's no denying how impactful that was to like rhythm-based games. Oh, yeah. All right, number eight. Another super tough decision to make because going back on my list of 2013, completely different title, but you know, you guys know, we talked about last podcast, my favorite fighting game series is Mortal Kombat, without a doubt. To me, there's no better series. And picking my favorite game, it was... A combination of what is actually the best game versus what I play the most, what I'm still the most impressed with, and what still holds up the best today. For the longest time, Mortal Kombat Trilogy was my favorite, simply because I played it the most. It had just the absolute most characters, and I'd have to double-check. Maybe Armageddon beats it, but I think to this day it might have the second-largest roster still. The amount of just... you have. The typical fatalities, multiple fatalities, animalities, babality. So many different ways to finish guys. So many different just little secrets. And it, it it was insane. But in all good conscience, especially after Jim and I did the whole Mortal Kombat month, I realized uh, I can't go back to it and enjoy it quite as much. So when picking a Mortal Kombat game, I had to end up going with Mortal Kombat X. I might not love the story quite as much as 9 or some of the earlier games, but there's no denying the action is so smooth. The brutality is now added in there, the x-ray moves. It's everything you love about a Mortal Kombat game, and it just looks amazing, sounds amazing. And I don't like DLC in games, especially like when they're kind of just shitty. But that game actually has DLC I was willing to pay for in its XL version with horror movie icons like like god damn it jim um <laughs> sorry like like alien like you know uh, texas chainsaw massacre dude like 
or Leatherface, I should say, Jason Voorhees. That made that game alone just something I will go back to even more than I would uh, the other Mortal Kombat games, which I still love. So, yeah, I have to go with Mortal Kombat X. Once again, a very hard decision, but one I had to make. Yeah, um, Mortal Kombat didn't make my list, but, I mean, I fucking grew up with the list. I love the games, too. And X is definitely a good one to pick. And it's got Cassie Cage. Yes, it does. Who's my favorite new character. Oh, she's the best thing to happen to the series in a while. Yeah. All right, my number seven is a game I'm probably not going to have to say a lot about because it's the original Sonic the Hedgehog. This game basically introduced me to video gaming. I know it's not as good as 2 or 3 and Knuckles, whatever your preference is, but this is the one that I just go back to the most. Um, I know it like the back of my hand. I don't find the special stages annoying like I do in a lot of the other games. The soundtrack is... It's got Green Hill Zone, for fuck's sake, but the whole entire soundtrack's amazing. I love, really, everything about it, even though it doesn't have spin dashing. So... Yeah, if I'm picking a Sonic game, I'm going to go back to the all-time classic. Beating it when I was, like, six was amazing, and I still like beating it today. Yeah, I and I can't argue with Jim. It was actually tough for me to not put a Sonic game, because like him, uh, me and my brother growing up, he had the Sega, I had the Super NES, but he got the Sega just for sports games, so the common link for us was playing Sonic games. So I have a lot of great memories with that. Um, but it just did not make my list. All right, so my number seven. Uh, you can call it a cop-out if you want. To me, these games are all extremely interchangeable, but I am going with the Total War series. Uh, saying once again that I'm not the biggest PC gamer, it's odd that I have so many PC games on my list. Um, the Total War series was a game that when I first started getting into PC gaming, my big thing was any RTS games. And just seeing the cover of Rome Total War and the sheer number of units that could be on the screen at the same time, and, and just the scope of it, it immediately pulled me in. Um, playing through the game, you do get to those battles, but there's such a level of strategy and depth and managing settlements, money... Uh, political issues there was almost too much for a kid my age when i first started playing it that i just kind of was like yeah like that stuff's all cool but where i got most of my fun is you just put in the cheat for money and i just wanted to set up the biggest craziest battles against enemies and just test you know my skill of managing an army of a couple hundred thousand units or whatever it was versus the enemy um I probably only played through a actual campaign of any of the games, maybe a handful of times. But when I say those games are interchangeable, I'm saying Rome Total War, Medieval Total War, um, even up to the newer ones like Empire. Sure, they're completely different eras, and they might add one or two new things, but the core game is exactly the same, and the reasons for me enjoying them are all the same. So there's not like... I'm not like, oh my god, I just love Roman era so much, so that's why it needs to be. No, it's I love it all. So I had to put just Rome or the Total War series as my number seven spot. It's it's amazing series, but if you don't have patience and you don't like managing a lot of things, you're really probably not gonna like that game. 
Yeah, I've actually never played a Total War game myself. I've watched you play Rome, and it definitely looks fun. Uh, I have an RTS of my own a little later on, but yeah, I'm always down for a good RTS game. Absolutely. Yes, my number six is going to be a game that I've talked enough about. Shadowrun on the Sega Genesis. The first RPG I've ever played. A game I go back to at least once a year. A game that I talked about ad nauseum in our full review for it, which you can look up. It's still... Uh, That's a ball (laughs) tap. Damn it. I didn't do it into the YouTube mic, but it's still easily... One of my favorite, well, obviously one of my favorite games of all time, but it's a game I hold so much nostalgia for. I love the different gameplay styles. It blew me away when I finally understood what it was. And yeah, I like the world that it's set in. I'm going to shut up now because you can see other stuff on the website about how much I love this. All right. So my now legit number six, um, as I was starting to say, It was tough going back and forth, but out of practicality, I had to go with Fallout 4. Now, I will absolutely say, of the Fallout games, um, it's tough. It's weird for me to say this, but Fallout 4, there's a point in it where it does get almost kind of boring because you do feel overpowered. Now, I only played it on normal or hard or whatever, but the, the world, I don't know, feels better populated. They remove things from, like, 3 where... I love 3, that got me into Bethesda games single-handedly, and it changed my opinion of real crazy long 80-hour RPGs where I just dump a bunch of time. But the things I didn't like about 3, the biggest thing was the tunnel system, or subway system, whatever it was, the metro. That was Um, awful. That got really annoying really fast. Um, So Fallout 4 doesn't really have that. Even New Vegas, to a degree, doesn't have that. But Fallout 4, with the added level of customization, the fact that you could build up your little settlements, you can, you know, add things, that was crazy. But what really put it over the top, and it's not out of the case, but it is free, is the mods you can now do on consoles. Like, I have the Xbox One. The ability to do mods and do silly shit, like drop 100 death claws and, like, make them fight a behemoth or like fight you stupid shit like that is something that will grab my attention and make the replayability last so long because sometimes i literally will just stick around and do that it's not really purposeful but it's funny to watch and something i enjoy and that game you can say what you want about it but um it was still solid and it's everything everyone likes about fallout 4 obviously the graphics were not up to current gen snuff, but I think people are a little too harsh on the graphics of a game that big. So I really love the Fallout series, and I just kind of had to stick with four as my number six. Surprisingly enough, I haven't played four yet, so I'll eventually get around to it. Yeah, but no four. There's there's no doubt though. It's uh, like the things you like about New Vegas. If you like the challenge, it's not there in four. But I mean, four is just great. It's an awesome game and. I don't know. I just uh, can't see how people can ad- agree that that's probably the best one. Yeah, the most hate I see is the fact that it's like the least RPG-ish of all of them, but it's a Bethesda game. I'll probably like it. Yep. All right, here we go. Top five. Oh, sure. And I'm, and I'm going to start. What? 
What? You know what? You know what? Yeah, don't you dare. I'm going to start this off, though, with Mario Kart 64. So, this game. This is the first game I actually ever played. Give me a second. That I actually ever played on the N64. And I think I've told this story before, but I was over at my uncle's. He had a big-ass TV, a booming surround sound system for 1996. And we popped this in, and the whole experience just blew me away. It's a game that I played and played and played and played and played until I basically completely mastered it. But I just never stopped having fun with it. And I've played all of the Mario Karts up until Mario Kart Wii. And this is still my favorite. Even though I will admit that, at least of that lot, Mario Kart DS is probably the best one. and Or either that or Double Dash. It's kind of a toss-up. Maybe I'll give it to Double Dash, but... This is still, I mean, yes, definitely nostalgia, but this is just a game that's like second nature to me. So, Mario Kart 64, my favorite of the bunch. <laughs> and there's one very important key Jim's forgetting in adding this, um, and he's maybe being a little bashful, but he is ridiculously good at that game. And oh, I any, am. Uh, of any game that he's going to pick up and play with his friends, if he wants a game he knows he's going to win, he's going to suggest that. Having myself played all the future, even Wii ones, and you can pretty much take your pick, but even Wii is much better technically than 64, but Jim is just, that's the one he's good at, so he's always going to go to that. So Jim, I think you just need to be admitful that it's not even so much nostalgia, it's just that's the game you're best at. Oh, it's definitely one of the games I'm best at overall, so yeah. that definitely helps. All right, so my number five, and this is one where I will completely accept it's a cop-out, it's this or that. Um, I've never made any any unclaim or, or been shy about saying I really enjoy the Call of Duty series. The only two games I could really have completely lived without were Ghost and Advanced Warfare. Other than that, Every game I've, I've defended, I've said is not so bad. Um, I From the game I'm obviously playing right now, which is Modern Warfare 4, um, I just fell in love with the series. And for shooters, it was, every, it was something I was looking for because I was never a huge fan of Halo. The lack of realism, the, the, the goofiness, I kind of just wanted a more real experience. Playing COD 4... Me and all of my college buddies, including Jim, just got sucked into it. And it's hard to deny how much of an impact it's had on gaming, on first-person shooters, whatever you want to say. But for me, my two favorite, and I hold them side-by-side because side I just cannot make a decision, is going to be World at War and Black Ops 2. Completely different games. World at War still held that World War II style, which I love so much, and I love the guns in that game. I love the vehicles, and it has my favorite levels in first-person shooter video games. Um, however, Black Ops 2, from the modern set of Black of Call of Duty games, is just clearly, and it's the one people clamor for the most and beg for remakes, that one is just so well done, the balancing is probably the best in that game, and it has my favorite mode, which is Sticks and Stones. Now, Black Ops, the original Black Ops had that as well, but that was done really shitty because that crossbow sucked. But I have tortured my friends with that mode, especially Jim, with oh, uh, yes. hitting, hit, hitting people with tomahawks and being a son mm. of a bitch and setting them back to zero. Dirty butt fucker. 
I it was almost ungodly how good I could be at that mode. Um, so those games, honestly, I if you ask me to say which one's better, I, I hold them exactly side by side. I have no preference of one over the other, but there was absolutely no way a Call of Duty game was not making my list. So that's my number five. Yeah, and I'll give it to Brian. I was a big Halo fanboy. I still like the single-player modes, but, yeah, it definitely turned me. I was COD changed me with multi- online multiplayer. Jim fought the fight for a while. You were definitely oh, I did. a huge Halo fan. And it was another situation where Jim was just way better than all of us and was super cheap with goddamn rockets. And that's how we established a ball tap rule amongst our friends because Jim got many of them for the way he played that game. Against a bunch of guys I, who've never played the game. He wasn't like that friend that you bitch. start a game and you're like, okay, I'm going to kind of teach you. He'd just be like, <laughs> oh, no, just like use that submachine gun. Oh, Jim, what's that rocket launcher you get? No, nah, don't worry about it. And then he would keep getting armor and he was just a dirty son of a bitch with it. I think we struck a nerve there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number four is going to be Super Street Fighter 2 on the Sega Genesis. This is <laughs> what I was gonna say. I'm starting to notice a pattern with your earl your later decisions, Jim. Yeah, I'll be upfront with the exception for what do you call it? One of these games. These are games that I'm really good at, and um, I mean, I still love them to this day. Don't get me wrong, but it also helps that I'm really good, and these are the games I obsessed over all my life. So it's my top twenty. Go fuck yourself. But. <laughs> This one. This is the first Street Fighter game I ever got. Um, I played the ever-loving shit out of it. Spent my childhood beating my brother at it. And spent my adult life beating my friends at it. And I will be right up front. Other Street Fighter games I'm not good at. 3, the Alphas, 4 and 5. I suck out right at them. I don't have the timings down. I never put the effort into really learning them. Well, 5 I haven't played yet because fuck that game. Uh but Two this game, <laughs> this game is the one that I know. Like I'm, I can hold my own with most of the characters. But if you give me Ryu or Ken, you're going to be in trouble. Especially Ryu, he's one of the few characters in a fighting game I perfectly have the timing down for. So I'm a son of a bitch with it. But it's got the largest cast of characters outside of the 3DO Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which had Akuma. But great cast of characters. Fantastic action. A Honda's a little cheap because he can move while doing a thousand hand slap, but nostalgia on top of me being great at it, it's going to be this one for my Street Fighters. Yeah. Uh, and I've said multiple times, there's no one can ever deny, no matter how you feel about the Street Fighter series, how important that was to fighting games, how it revolutionized it. Um, it was a game that I, I... Like any kid, when it first came out, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing but i never got really that much into it even when i got it myself for my systems i was like okay like i just didn't enjoy that competitiveness because what i found is most of the time you're just only gonna play as the guys you're best at and that was kind of defeating the purpose of that game for me like i enjoy playing as everyone so i don't know for me street fighter never did it for me and i've played the newer ones and like jim said obviously we know other ones are better, but for his sakes, he is really good at that game, so I completely understand why it's on his top 20. Yep. All right. My number four 
Uh, and this was another one where I was going to kind of have a cop-out. And to a degree I am, since it's the same developer, same game, just different units essentially. But I'm going with the Age of Empires 2 and Age of Mythology game. Now, Age of Mythology... Age of Empires was the first game that got me into RTSs. I mentioned when I said the Total War series that that was like the only kind of PC style game I really played a lot. Uh, my uncle actually got me into it who was technologically, he was not a person who you would think uh, would enjoy computer games. But it was that military strategy, you know, and, and there was that realism added to it. You know, when you played the first one, you played as like the Romans or the Greeks or Egyptians. Um, but Age Empires 2, man, they just came out and it was completely graphically different. It was just controlled a lot smoother, a lot faster. It was very fast paced and it was just, it was really fun. My personal opinion is I like playing the, the single player, but of any RTS game, that is the only RTS game that I actually played against people that I was willing to because... I'm not a huge like competitive RTS guy because part of what I enjoy in RTS is actually watching myself build an empire, not like just quickly using hotkeys to like build a thousand units and send them out to battle. So with that being said, Age of Empires 2, and if you want to get more specific, the Conquerors pack when they had all the newest. Um, I guess I I guess what are they called the uh, the whole... expansions or. Yeah, like that was the last expansion of that time. Now, if you play it on Steam these days, they've added even more new like civilizations. But um, when I say Age of Empires 2 and Mythology, Age of Mythology took everything from Age of Empires 2, same engine, and just said, all right, we're just doing that, but with like mythical units and gods. So you had like Greeks, Norse, and Egyptians, and you straight up had like anubis versus thor and like their mythical units associated with them i'm a huge fan of greek norse and egyptian mythology so that game kind of called to me but it doesn't play quite as smooth as two just has really unique units but like i said if you hold them side by side i'd play either one in an instant yeah um i have played age of empires too and i did like it a lot uh, I played it a little bit against you guys, and obviously I didn't know it as well as you guys. But I, as far as the Age of Empires games go, I probably played Star Wars Galactic Battleground more, which is basically Age of Empires 2 with the Star Wars skin. Yeah. So, now I basically did play the shit out of the game. But, yeah, definitely a fun game. All right, my number three. And you know what? I'm going to keep with the RTS thing because mine is going to be StarCraft 2. And I know on my original list in 2013, I had Brood War. And, I mean, I put hours, 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 hours in the Brood War. And you know what I did with it? I always did the user-created stuff. I love the tower defenses and the Test of Terran and Protosses and all the different horde modes and shit like that. And I really I played through the entire single player, which I liked, but I never really played the core game itself online because I wasn't that good. And I didn't know how to do hotking and shit like that. This game, this I actually really love playing ladder on it. And I am not good at it. I get my ass kicked. Don't get me wrong. Especially every time there's a new expansion and the meta changes. And I'm late to the party. And I'm a fucking bronze leaguer. I'll say it. But even when I lose, I still have a blast with this game. 
Um, the fact that you can control more than 12 units at a time was a huge upgrade. I mean, it's something that they should have had ages ago, but the fact you can control full armies now while hacking everything else up, I like the twitchy gameplay nature of it. It really speaks to me. I have fun with it, and it's one of those few games that you I'll get frustrated with it. Don't get me wrong, but it never frustrates me to where I don't want to play again. I just want to get better. Unfortunately, my laptop isn't strong enough to play it anymore, especially after Legacy of the Void, but when I get a new computer, I will definitely be streaming some Bronze League action on this. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I've had very, and when I say very, I mean, I can't I can't stress that enough, very limited playtime with StarCraft. Um, I, I recognize how well it is as far as a twitchy game, but as I said, my style is I kind of more enjoy the, if you want to call it more laid back, and I don't do the competitions. So as a huge RTS fan, because I can rattle off at least 20 other RTSs I do have from my computer I love. Um, StarCraft was just one I never could get into because it's just not meant for my style of play. But I do recognize for, uh, you know, when you're playing other players, that's a goddamn crazy game. And I've watched a few of my friends who are good at it. It's it's so goddamn impressive when you see people who are good at that game. So, kudos to that. Oh yeah, our our friends he's talking about like they wrecked the shit out of me, and they are I guess for StarCraft people in the know, they would probably be um gold maybe diamond leaguers at well, best. Well, Burns is or, definitely diamond. Yeah, Burns least. is diamond. So yeah, yeah. they're diamond leaguers at best. So. When you talk about the Masters and Grandmasters, those guys are just out of this fucking world. Yeah. All right. So now my number three. Uh, it's going to be a goofy thing to say, but when you talk about games that you just have fun with, when you take out competition, you take out whatever, and you think of a multiplayer game you have just pure fun with, there's no game I could pick over Left 4 Dead 2, I'll say, because it is a better game. So... Me and my friends, a lot of our college friends, we played mostly Call of Duty. You know, when we were together, we'd do 64 games like Mario 64. We'd do Smash Brothers. we do all those type of typical games. But for a game that if you're not playing locally and you're playing with your friends online, to me there's no game funner than Left 4 Dead 2. It has the elements of horror, but it's not... I really, like... Other than the fact that it is zombies, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a horror game. It's just a first-person shooter with the ability to play zombies and kill zombies. The level of strategy when you are going against, you know, another team of humans who are playing as a zombies, and if, especially if you are playing as a zombies, the strategy in it, it's just so fun, the planning. And unlike most Call of Duties or other games where you could just have a guy who's great, you really relied on teamwork way more than other games I've played at the time. And, you know, it was a game that I, just looking back, I would think back to, like, fun experiences I had with my buddies, and that was one, you know, you got set, you'd be playing it, and it's like, oh, man, like, I'm the liquor. Like, I'm pulling him over. You jump on him as the hunter. And then Jim would become the tank and be useless and die real quick. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue that. I suck as the tank. And then, you know, then there's always that asshole friend, like our one friend Matt, who you'd say, avoid the witch. And what would he do? He'd shoot her and she'd come over and kill him. So there was just added levels of fun. And that is still a game to this day. I pride myself on being able to beat almost any game on its hardest mode. 
I still can't beat that fucking game on its hardest mode. And even me and Jim have tried together. Me and some of my other friends yep. have tried. That game is just fucking brutal. And just against the AI. And it had that really unique director, whatever they called it, that if there's too much of a slowdown in action, they send a horde of zombies your way. So you're always kind of on your toes, but not to a point where it felt unfair, unless, of course, you're playing the hardest modes. So as far as a multiplayer game, period... That is my favorite, without a doubt. Yeah, Left 4 Dead didn't make my list, but I love those games, too. Uh, Two's definitely the better one. Everything Brian said, I can vouch for. And actually, funny enough, with the first one, we'd be in college, and we'd be getting ready for a final or a big project, and my one roommate would just be like, Hey, Jim, what are you doing? And on the rare occasion (laughs) I was really doing my work, I'd be like, working on a project? And he'd be like, no, you're not. You're playing Left 4 Dead. And i go, <laughs> you're right. And then I'd play that all night and fuck up my goddamn test. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, Left 4 Dead definitely has a soft spot in my heart. And those fucking gasoline games in two, oh, they're intense. All right. My number two. And these two games, my one and two, I always flip-flop on. But for my <laughs> 2016 list, my number two is Streets of Rage 2. I don't think I need to say more about this. It is my all-time favorite beat-em-up. It's a game I go back to again and again and again. You can beat it in 40 minutes, so if you have an hour to spare, you can just blast through and just you know get your fix. The soundtrack's legendary. The control's perfect. It's just memorable in every way. It blew me away the second I played it when I was 7 years old, and 23 years later, it still blows me away. So that's why it's my number two. Yep, and then obviously it was already on my list, so vouch for everything you just said. Alright, so my number two, uh, I've already expressed that I am a humongous Bethesda fanboy, um, and my favorite Bethesda game is Skyrim. Uh, that that game, among all, like I did love me some Fallout, but Skyrim I've already gone back to a, at least three times, and every time I... At minimum is 80 hours I spend. Because I do every side mission. I do all the different things. And now I'm just going through playing as completely different builds. The expansions with the vampires, the werewolves, the dragon riding. Like, there's so much to love about that game. Um, I th- I don't think many can argue at least that year came out for sure. It should have been... It, it either was or should have been everyone's game of the year. The, the scope of the world, it was... Everything you loved about Elder Scrolls, if you did love Elder Scrolls, and it just made it so much more epic. And those dragon battles, even though after time when you were overpowered, they were like kind of a joke, man, did they have you tightening your asshole every time you would see one of them come on the screen. So, it's still an epic game for me, and definitely my favorite RPG. Um... And I just had to put that as number two just because if I'm willing to sink 80 hours into a game and it's just one playthrough and I'm willing to do that multiple times, yeah, there's no way it's not making this list. Yeah, I love Skyrim as well. I put over 80 hours into it when I played it the first time. And fucking 80 hours is just skimming the surface of it. It's, yeah, it's a fantastic game. Not much more I can say. Before I get to my number one, a couple quick honorable mentions that just barely didn't make the list so for me they're going to be super mario 64 hot shots golf 3 and rocket league and with that out of the way my number one game of all time 
I've said it all the time. I say it a lot on Twitter. Star Fox 64. So, this game, from the ashes of the canceled Star Fox 2. It's basically a remake, but it also, of Star Fox 1, it throws in a lot of elements of Star Fox 2. It's just, it's one of those few games on the N64 that visually still really holds up. And which says a lot. The control, I have absolutely no issues with. I've played it hundreds upon hundreds of times. I've gotten every single medal in the game. And... I remember it's a lot of nostalgia, too, because I was over at my uncle's house, and he said for the weekend, and he let me go rent a game, and this is the one I rented, and I played through it, got my ass kicked, and even beating the easiest path on the easiest difficulty was an accomplishment when I was a kid, and then I just played again and again and got better and better, always trying to beat my old high scores, just really getting timings down and shit like that. It's a game that... I never get sick of playing, and even with the annoying voice acting of Slippy, it's still my all-time favorite game. Yeah. No, I mean, I, uh... With respect to Jim, I played that game one time, literally over his house, and I beat it in one sitting when we were prepping for a drinking game. So it is a super easy, especially for a... I don't know what you want to call it, a flight action game, a starfighter game... But it is really well done. It's easy to pick up and play. Um, and I definitely understand his reasonings behind that. So for me, my number one, and like Jim, I'll first go through some honorable mentions that didn't make the list. Uh, some honorable mentions are Donkey Kong Country for Super NES. Um, Tecmo Super Bowl, because it's probably my favorite standard sports games outside of my other honorable mention, which was UFC Undisputed 3, that is a game that I just love to sit down and play, as I mentioned last time, and just kick the shit out of the people. But I can't say it was one of my favorite games. Um, and basically any of the Hitman games, because that Hitman series I love to death. Uh, but I couldn't add it to the list this time. So my number one, like two other entries on my list, uh, if you want to call it a cop-out, when I did my month... It has to be Resident Evil Director's Cut slash Resident Evil Remake. Now, granted, Remake added a few additional elements to the game that we talked about. But, like Jim, Resident Evil Director's Cut really changed me into gaming. Before that game, gaming was just a kind of casual... You played against your buds, you might play some through some story modes but like i was never linked into game story modes that much before i did play mario i played legend of zelda but they didn't hook me the same way this gave me a different feeling and it had the horror elements which obviously i'm a huge horror fan so i love so just that added in with the the puzzle solving the the ammo you know trying to maintain your mat your inventory there were so many elements i love about the game and i don't need to speak about the game itself just the feeling it gave me and that was a game i've easily beaten well over 20 times at this point and it was a game that me and my best friend growing up it would be 12 o'clock at night we'd you know our parents would say you have to go to bed and he'd say yo do you want to try and play through resident evil through the night and the number of times we did that, and he would just sit and watch me because I was so good at the game and I had it down packed where I could beat the game quick. And we would even throw marathons in there where I'd beat two and three in this, you know, 
in over a weekend. Uh, I just look back at those memories, and those are my favorite video game memories, and playing them today when we did our reviews of the Resident Evil games, for me, they still personally hold up. Um, I will absolutely acknowledge that the remake is a much better game, both oh, yeah. graphically, control, sound, everything. But, you know, tie that in with my nostalgia for Director's Cut, and to me, they're one and the same. I can play either one just as much as the other. So, that's my number one. Yeah, can't argue there. And also, like Brian, my best friend growing up, he would have me play all the Resident Evil games, so definitely the same boat there. And it was already on my list, so you know I love the fucking game. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's basically... That's our list. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of nostalgia in here. I'm sure it's not something we're not debating necessarily saying they are the best games ever because, you know, we're fully admitting when some of these games aren't that good. But the fact is, when we're talking about our favorites, it's really mostly, as you can tell, tied to nostalgia feelings that we had when we played the games. So we know people might ask us why there weren't more classic Nintendo games or you know, whatever titles, but this is a list, I think, for both Jim and I every year. Once again, when we play more games, whether it's older games, as we do reviews, I think this list will change for us. I'd be shocked if our top titles change that much, but, the you know, some of these numbers might be shifted around very often. Yeah, so it'll be fun to see this every year, but... Definitely want to thank you guys for checking us out. Let us know in the comments below what some of your favorite games of all time are. Uh, if you want to do top 20, sure. Do whatever number you want. We don't really care. So, as always, thanks for checking us out, guys. All right, guys. Thank you, and uh, cheers. Cheers.